What up, what up? Welcome back, everybody. Episode. Thought it was spit on this Whoa, bud. Oh, oh, I forgot we're live. My bad. We're oh, forget, now. forget that. Never mind. Never wow. mind. Never mind. <laughs> New South episode, <laughs> season three, episode six. Once again, I'm your boy, Rod Bridges, and Webb's playing with his stick right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the clapper. He just said spit on it. Little Tiana Trump. Hey, I got a quick Tiana Trump story, by yes, the way. Yes, please. Yes, please. You know, there was actually, uh, you know, there, there, was some, there was some contact between one of her representatives and some guys that I went to college with. And they were inquiring, you know, inquiring about, you know, purchases for like homecoming weekend and things like that. So I believe they call that an appearance, Rodney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you know what you, you she appears so the clothes can disappear. Yeah, so you know, so you know again, I'm a married man, so I was just told about this secondhand. That's so why I, you're telling this like you're guilty. Yeah, <laughs> you're no, telling this story no, like you done you know, so. Just, just in case my wife ever hears this, like I did not uh, reach out on Twitter to Tiana Trump's uh, <laughs> management team. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome back, guys. Oh, so, I know you haven't heard these two voices here together in a couple of weeks. Uh, we took a week off last week. Uh, obviously, a lot's been going on in the world. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to our special episode uh, with, with Ray Simmons, Pooh, uh, Juwan, Juwan Bay, like, J. Cole. Yep. J, like, like th- that was that was great. That was very much needed, man. I had so many people reach out to us and just be like, yo, that was, that was awesome. So, Me and you were real stupid when we do this shit. So, yes. it's nice to, like, yes. have a content have an episode that serves a much larger purpose than like me and you my mom talking was like, like yeah, my mom was like she you know she was like i like the serious side of you i was like girl fuck you don't even, <laughs> don't, even, don't, even don't even worry about all that no, I, I would never tell my mom that by the way <laughs> but, yeah the the serious side is um you know i i don't like to be serious unless i have to be and mm-hmm. i've spoke plenty on twitter about it i haven't um, I haven't, no one's heard my voice really say anything I don't imagine, except for a couple people that have called me to tell me what they think about what I'm doing. Um, okay. but I do want to say that for anyone listening who, uh, obviously if you're listening to this, you already feel some type of way because you wouldn't support us by listening if you did. I mean, you got to kind of know where we're at with all this. Yeah, no facts. My main thing is like, I need to say thank you to Donnie because what happened was, I, Donnie went with Devin Masone to the protest early on, day one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he texted the group te- uh, message and said, like, this is this is unlike some, anything I've ever seen before. Right, right. And as soon as he texted that, I was literally driving to grab something to eat, and I turned my car around, and I was like, send me your location. Like, I'm coming to where you guys are at. Right. And going downtown and feeling that and seeing that, and experiencing that, I got I, like multiple times throughout the walk. It's like, I'm like, dude, I have goosebumps. Like this is, and this was before like anything got violent. This yeah. is when everything was. It, it's just to feel the energy of all those people in the same place was powerful. And I already believed in the movement before I did that, mm-hmm. but it opened my eyes a little bit deeper to, like maybe in the past I've been a little weary to post anything because it's like, why would my white ass post about? issues that I don't deal with like that felt disrespectful to me and where it's at now with everything is like I'm an asshole not to speak up and if someone wants to judge me for speaking up (laughs) they can have that because at the end of the day like every time I post about it 
every time that I say something about it, um, it's flooding someone's timeline. Right. It's, it's, it's forcing someone to, to look at it. Right. And um, in a positive way, I try to do it as much as I can being real, but also like, like at the end of the day, I'm trying to promote something that can push people forward. And I think it's important to know for people to know that, you know, you're, you're with us. You guys are with us. You, Miles, Donnie, Devin, everybody, everybody in the hoop state has been behind us. Um, and you know, it's it's been a tough time, man. It's funny. I actually saw something on Facebook that there was like, "Yo, is it me or have like white people been like super extra nice to you like the last like week and a half?" I'm like, "Yo, facts." No, hundred percent. Oh, oh yeah, we can't talk about that actually. Oh, yeah, actually, I did. I'm really that wasn't written down. But Donnie just said in the background, yo, like, I don't know if anyone saw it, but that was fucking nuts, bro. In Cary. For some reason, I'm still trying to figure it out. It has to be something religious, right? I no. White no. protesters, white protesters, were washing the feet of black protesters, and even the like the the black protesters in the picture, they both were looking at each other like, right, "What the fuck is going what on? What the fuck is going All on?" Right. And I saw the best tweet I saw in response to that was like. I just need y'all to acknowledge social injustice. I can wash my own damn feet. Thanks, bro. Wow, yeah, we could throw some reparations out there, but you know, right. it's just such a weird. <laughs> what a weird. Yo, that was what a like, weird thing. I want to know who thought of that and who thought that was a great idea. Like someone old and white for sure, a vegan, probably a vegan. Hey, listen, I just want to let you know that I love you. And I'm going to wash your feet. I, I, know, I know you've been walking a lot of protests, and I know your feet are hurting. So. That was a finesse. Someone has a foot fetish. That was a foot <laughs> fetish finesse. Definitely. Definitely, oh, definitely a Trader's Joe's mom. That's some definitely some Would you shit. let me wash Fuck your no. feet? no. Oh, okay. Are you sure, bro? Nah, Shout bro. out of respect. Nah, bro. Okay. I'll uh, tell you whose feet I wouldn't wash. Anthony Simmons. I don't know why, but I just imagine them shits is fucked up. <laughs> He's got the old snaggletooth toes and shit. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, guarantee it. Um, so one, one thing uh, that's been interesting to me, we got out in front to support a kid from the Burlington School who mm-hmm. spoke out and basically was like, hey, if, you know, you guys have black students, if you guys don't speak up to let us know that you support us, like, I'm not walking. Um, mm-hmm. That was Jaleel Michael, his mm-hmm. brother Jaden Michael, mm-hmm. um, over at the Burlington School. Mm-hmm. And it was me who did it from our account, but we just kind of supported and said, hey, you know, at the Burlington School, like, what's up? Speak up. And uh, that led to a couple phone calls and then ultimately the kid meeting with the school mm-hmm. and them doing exactly what the kid asked. They put out a tweet mm-hmm. um, showing support and it was because of him. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the part of that that matters isn't the school speaking out. The part of that that matters is the kid spoke out and a positive result happened because of it. You know what's funny? So apparently uh, the school told them that they were in the process of putting putting out a statement before all those tweets came out. That's what I was told as well, privately. I call bullshit. I would here's what I imagine. I imagine Ryan Bernardi probably came out with a statement right away, sent it to the school, and they were sitting on it. Mm-hmm. That's what I would imagine probably okay. happened. Makes sense. Um, my thing is, is for the rest of the schools in the state, like what? What's the holdup? Right. Like what? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't every single school or whether it's a co- – you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't everyone speak out? You don't have to say fuck 12. You ain't got to come out saying crazy shit. But right. it's like, why can't you support all your students? Mm-hmm. And there's a group of your students right now that are in need. Mm-hmm. And so it's like 
and this goes, this is kind of a statement for the All Lives Matters folks, although, again, I doubt any of them are with us at this point in time (laughs) on this podcast. But it's like, yeah, man, I agree with you. All lives matter. But how the fuck can you say that? If black lives don't matter, right. then then, that, then that your state, statement is incorrect. That, totally irrelevant. All lives do not matter. Right, right. The best analogy I saw was, and I don't know if you saw this online, but it was mm-hmm. like, hey, my house is on fire. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what about my house? Right. Is your house on fire? My house is on fire. Right, like, right now it's on fire. Right. Like, well, no, my house isn't on fire, but like all houses matter. But, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. Right now, yeah, yeah. mine's burning to the fucking ground. Right. Well, I, you know, all, all houses matter. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Does that sound stupid to, any, to anyone? Because that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's actually a perfect analogy, too. And that's what I'm saying. Like, anytime anyone, any of my white friends, luckily I haven't been challenged on this yet, but I just can't wait for my first, like, well, don't all lives matter? I think they know. What, with me in general? Yeah, <laughs> like, I think they know, like, not to fuck with you. And then there's a good chance if you're around Donnie's somewhere in the vicinity. And let God God forbid they say something reckless like that. No, nah, I, w- I would try to avoid having that happen. <laughs> you know Don's ready to ride. What I will say is is uh, Ryan Bernardi was a, a, a victim of timing. Oh. He called me at the wrong time. So oh. we, we got about two sentences in, and I was like, you know what? Let me, you know what? <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. I, I everything. I'm with you all the way. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I do feel it's important for a lot of these high school coaches to have like predominantly black teams. You know, just to you know, to speak out and say, hey, listen, I'm standing beside my guys. Like, this I'll be honest with you. If you have one black player, yes. If you have one black student, a coach, like the, the, anybody. The, the point. Like, let me ask you a question. At school systems, if a kid lost their parents. Would you support him? Absolutely. If if a kid had a you know lost a leg, would you say like my point is like mm-hmm. these kids are 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 confused and they're lost and at this point I I'm not a kid anymore. I'm thirty thirty something. Fuck you for wondering. Uh, what well, birthday's coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah Sunday. Oh. Um, it, but if you're a kid, like if I was a kid during this time, my que- if I was a black kid during this time, I would think I'm not, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would think my my thing would be like, who can I trust? Who can I trust? You know, who, like, I, that's all I would care about right now. Who, who can I trust with my life, with right. my safety, right. with my, my emotions, with my feelings? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I imagine a lot of walls are going up even further than they already would. I mean, all I, schools need to do is say we support all of our students, especially the ones that need us the most right I now. I want to shout out uh, three schools in particular that stood out to me that said something. Uh, Coach Wood, Ch- Coach Chad out in first flight. Yep. Coach Marshall at Henderson Collegiate. And uh, Coach Johnson at Cox Mill. Those three, for me, like, they, I've, they've messaged me. They, I've talked. I've had like private conversations with those guys. Yeah, I was gonna say Chad's really trying to put it into action. Yeah. So he's looking, even like with the good yeah. guys event, he's looking to right. split how they do, you know donate right. half to cancer and half to. Yeah, you know, he even wanted to connect with Lavelle to figure out like the best, yeah. the best way for the money to go to and, something and that see, will matter. And, and things like that, like I told, like, like I told George, George was like, I'm just trying to use my platform, my voice to to make a difference. And I was like, yo, by even you saying that to me, I appreciate that. He was like, well, I got to do more. Well, no, just do what you can, bro. Right. And I appreciate you doing that. Even. Right. So J- Just be aware and, yeah. and be vocal. And and um, I'll tell you this, uh, before we got here today, tonight, uh, maybe even right now, um, the entire Millbrook basketball program and most of their alumni are marching with Chris Clemens downtown uh, in Raleigh. That's fine. Um, you know, they're not they, – they wanted to be very care- – like, Evan Moestra, who's a, who's a white dude. Yeah. You know, he was like, I don't want to, like, I, people love to talk shit, so I, I don't want to, like, over-promote it. And then I was like, dude, don't, don't, worry about that. don't worry about that. 
like putting it out is going to cause way more good than it is bad. And uh, he's going to do something. He just wanted to be, he didn't want to overdo it. He didn't want Because I was yeah. like, shit, if you want us to show up out there with, the, with our cameras and shit, like, what, that, to me, that sounds powerful. Right, right. Um, right. No, shout but, out to Coach Davis yeah. and those guys, man, and Chris and all that. I, that I've seen them, they, they've been very active. My dog Rob, my dog Jew, like, they've, they've been doing a lot. Shout out to anyone who's not afraid to, because again, this isn't about race, mm-hmm. it's about racism. Right. <laughs> so, like, all these white folks, hey, white folks, I'm white. If you're afraid, it'll be okay. Just don't be a racist asshole, and That's really, it. it'll be okay. It's really that simple. Don't be racist. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. And don't if every time you hear Black Lives Matter, in your brain, it's like, all lives matter, all lives matter. All, I, I would argue that maybe you were raised so, on some racist so, so shit. I said on Twitter the other day. I'm like, why do people feel the need to put their livelihoods on, on the line by going and, and saying dumb shit on social media like like nobody's going to see that shit, bro? Like That's the dumbest shit in the world to me, bro. Like If you feel a certain way about something, you're entitled to your opinion, whether it's right or the, or the wrongest fucking thing ever. But to put that shit out in public, that shit's stupid. Like my cousin, my cousin, she's like, uh, like she's like down, down. Like she's just superized. She's been on Survivor. She's had her own TV show. All this different type of shit. Her mission for the last week has been calling out racist motherfuckers on on Facebook and Instagram. It's been the funniest shit ever. Like it got to the point where racist people, like somebody. Got her page suspended for twenty four hours because they said she's targeting people. She's no, you stupid them. motherfucker! She's not targeting. You're putting out racist shit, and, and she's she, exposing. Yeah, exa- right. exactly. So shout out to Sabrina. You know I love you, girl. <laughs> yeah, people, people. It's funny when they like scream some shit, and then when the the light shines back, they're like, "Whoa, oh. whoa!" <laughs> oh. I was talking to my folks. I wasn't <laughs> talking to you. That white light is a little too white. For yeah, me, Jesus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, well, you know, so, we'll, we'll, we'll touch back on that before we get out of here, but yeah. I, we, we do want to talk about some basketball stuff. Yeah, for sure. And um, one thing that I'm, I'm going to rely on Rod a little bit here for, because <laughs> I don't give a fuck, is the NBA is back. Yes, the NBA is back. Tell the people what that means and how they're trying to keep Zion in the playoffs. So, first of all, so how it works is there's a 20, uh, they bring, they're bringing back basically the top 22 teams record-wise out. So, uh no, no Hornets. No Hornets. <laughs> no Bulls. No Knicks. Uh, no, no Warriors. I'm hurt, man. No, no Curry. You know what I mean? But um, breaking news: John Wall will be back for. No, I'm just kidding. Get the fuck so out of here. <laughs> interesting enough, no. like honestly, if he, no, he's not. He's not no, a, I don't think so. Okay. No, zero percent. Okay, that's good. Zero percent. I, I think put bringing him back in that type of environment wouldn't be good anyway. Because they gonna win. No, bingo. Sit the fuck down. Get ready for next year, Fair. which is only a few months from now, right? Literally, yeah, right. Literally. So, so I mean, yeah, I no, it, I, I, I think it's gonna be super competitive though. Like, just that whole it's gonna bring back that kind of that whole AAU Nationals vibe. Like, do you think they will break TV numbers? Mm-hmm. What else there to watch? Well, that's my question. It'll be so. Like, I'm pretty sure. It, what's the deal with hockey, Miles? Is hockey back on? Not no one's playing. Only thing you can watch right now is UFC, right? There's no free sports. Korean baseball, golf, and NASCAR. Okay, but no, no, obviously no football. There's no hockey, no baseball, and will basketball be the first thing that comes back? Okay. So that'll be basically your first chance to see quote unquote free sports, even though you obviously got to pay for cable to get them. I would imagine LeBron's first game 
is going to be dummy in terms of the TV numbers. That's all, like, honestly, that's all I'm interested in. Like, I'm at a point with the NBA where it's like, if it's not a guy that we, we rock with, like, I don't, I'm not really paying that hard attention to it until it's the finals or until it's a, a crunch, down, crunch time situation. But I am interested in the TV numbers. Yeah. No. I've been watching what UFC's been doing. I've been looking at as much information about their pay-per-views as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think that it'll be a record playoff situation in terms of the TV numbers. So you said uh, you mentioned something about Zion bringing bring Zion yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I, and absolutely, that's the reason why you, bring, you put Zion in for ratings. Um, I was having a conversation with Brian Clifton this morning on Twitter. Who? Stop. <laughs> Brian Clifton. So I made the comment. I was like, Zion's going to show up in Orlando like in crazy shape. Oh, I saw this. Lighter, lighter. And, and he kind of went on this kind of tangent no. about, you know, <laughs> are we sure type things. <laughs> and Brian Clifton went on a, an unnecessary tangent about nothing? No. That's crazy. That's a crazy. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, he made, he brought up the point. It was like, well, I, you know, guys like that when they sit out, they tend their weights tend to fluctuate, things like that. That's very well true. They're not Zion. Zion has the weight of the world on his shoulders. He kind of he made an Anthony Bennett reference. I'm like, Zion and Anthony Bennett are two different stratospheres. Nobody ever thought Anthony Bennett would be the face of the NBA. Zion has a responsibility to the fans and the NBA, kind of like almost like some LeBron type shit where. Yo, I got to come out and perform, and, like, you can't go – he can't go backwards. Like, he averaging, what, 24? Like, 24 and 8 or some but shit like also, that? also, weight fluctuates both ways. So, like, you're right, and I agree. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy that if he sits on the couch for a week, it's going to look like he's been doing sh- not shit right. for months. But at the same token, much like Jay Wall, if you work – if they work hard for a set amount of time, mm-hmm. it's going to all come off mm-hmm. super fast. Exactly, and you know he has the people in place. They're not gonna let him. They're not gonna let him fuck up the money like that. Well, I don't. I don't. I, I could be wrong, but Zion's never struck me as the kid that was like. I'm pretty sure he's been working every single day. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, and for kind of what you're talking about, even if it's fear based, like I am not about to for any reason not be the rookie of the year. I'm not about to not be who the fuck I'm supposed to be. Exactly. So no, I mean I I get what he's saying, but nah, bro. Well, I'm excited it's coming back. Um, July 31st, the day after my birthday. Before even that happens, uh, apparently, unless, you know, the government shuts us down, uh, Phenom and other groups will be doing local AAU stuff. It sounds like the move is going to be no shoe circuits, and basically all the shoe companies have told their teams to participate in local and regional events. So um, we got stuff coming. And by us, I mean, not only will it be Phenom, it'll be Phenom events, but uh, I'm sure this isn't news much, but all the big ones will be uh, in association with the Hoopsate Network. You'll be able to see live streams on our network. You'll be able to um, hopefully, depending on what happens between now and then, maybe have multiple courts where our broadcasters will be on one. You'll be able to check out courts two, three, and four, almost like baller TV style. Um, we're getting all that stuff figured out, but mm-hmm. not only will it be elevated, but our staff will be in attendance. So, like, the normal camp setting, but also, like, we're going to have high-end production for all the players, mm-hmm. make sure everyone looks good and, and everyone's having fun. Like, it's going to be a different vibe this year, not only because of COVID, but also because we're going to try to really work on bringing the fun uh, back to AAU. I think one of the interesting things to kind of look for is now is there's a, now, now that all these circuit teams are available to play, now it's a – a lot less excuse of availability. That too, <laughs> yeah. one. But two now, now we can we can look at the tournament and say, well, Phenom has CP3 loaded, Garner Road coming this weekend. Well, 
let's go to Big Shots where I might can play such and such, and you know, I might let's get a title this weekend. You know what I mean? So, I, I basically it could be a lot of ducking going on. You know what I mean? So I'll be honest with you. I think um, and again, hey, you never know. But I would imagine you're going to see um, from North Carolina and, and a lot of our early events. You're going to see Team Charlotte. Um, you're going to see Gardner Road. You're going to see CP3. I'm hopeful that we're going to be able to uh, get Team Wall and some stuff um, personally. And then uh, I, really the only teams I think we're going to miss on is, is Team Curry, which is I, I'd like to have them. And um, Upward Stars, which they're South Carolina-based, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. If you, my whole thought process for the teams that don't want to participate with us is if we do our jobs the right way this summer, this being the first summer that I'm with Phenom, mm-hmm. um, if we do our jobs the right way, they'll be back. We'll create an atmosphere that they can't get anywhere else. Right. Um, and because we have people on our staff that no one else has. So I'm, I'm not going to make this one big-ass phenom ad, but I say it because I am excited. Like, I'm ready. I don't care if they don't let any fans in the building. If they don't let any fans in the building, my job becomes how can I create an environment for you to watch at home that makes it dope for the kids playing and you at home watching. That's facts. I'm super excited about it, man. Um, and we're going to have Rod running around doing some show stuff. You know what I mean? We're, we just got a whole bunch of stuff planned. It's going to be a good time. whole lot of gang shit. <laughs> uh, now, the, I saved probably, I think, the best for last. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's because me and you have different, a little bit different opinions on this topic. Um, Mikey Williams, top-ranked prospect. Uh, is he a sophomore? Yeah. Rising junior? Rising sophomore. Huh? Rising sophomore. So a young boy. Um, he's recently kind of a little insinuating that he might be interested in looking at the HBCU route for college. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question has been, I think the question has been, is that realistic? And if it were to happen, what kind of impact would it make? So I'll start, I'll start here. For him, it's not realistic because by the, by the time 2023 comes, he's probably going to the NBA. That's real. If we're talking realistically, CBA is coming. He's going to the NBA. But in a sense, now if there is, let's just say there's guys in the 30s and 40s in the country and three or four of them decide to say, you know what, fuck it, yo. Let's go to HBCU. Let's, 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 let's go do something different. Like, like the, the one thing about the Fab Five that's so great is how they change the culture of basketball. Now, if you take four, black, four extremely talented black kids who are highly ranked, you can do whatever they – and go to a HBCU and try to put them on the map, yo, that shit is groundbreaking. So, to one – like, my point was one kid will never change the culture. You can't take one kid and say – you can't go throw Mikey Williams out on a and just like, all right, yo, take us to the tournament. That's not going to happen. As good as he is, it's not going to happen. It could, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Again, you said a and if you, if you If he goes on a team, if Mikey Williams says, I'm going to North Carolina Central, that automatically increases their their uh, availability of getting new freshmen and getting tra- grad now, transfers. That, that, now that's that's the part we're not talking about. Now that part comes in. Now you get the top JUCO guys want to come there. Bingo. You can get you, you can, can put a whole different team together. Yeah, facts. And if you're a coach, I personally happen to believe in 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 Lavelle. If you're a coach who knows how to manage those personnel, that's the key. You're going to recruit. Them is there is a lot of a lot of coaches at that level at shit beyond HBCU. There's a lot of coaches at non-Power Fives and beyond that have no idea how to manage personalities of future stars. Facts. I mean, there's, shit, there's a lot of Power Five dudes that don't know Facts. how to manage. Right, right, right. So, so <laughs> I mean, that's something to take into account, too. I just, uh, I think it's probably not going to happen. 
I do think if it did happen, it would work. I think it would be successful. I think those guys would have the same options they would have otherwise. It's just it would have to happen early enough to allow the school to have a TV, an opportunity to negotiate TV deals. For sure. So, like, if a kid commits right before the season starts, like, well, shit. Well, we got time to do shit. Right. Now. Right. What pissed me off, too, was the Twitter chatter, like, why are they concerned about four and five stars where they got local kids where they don't even call a recruit? Well, first of all, maybe don't they don't think those kids are good enough for their program. That's, that's More the, realistically. That's the first reason they're not calling. Then the second reason they're not calling. Well, they're not going to waste their fucking time. Exactly. And then third, if, you, if you're interested in school, put yourself out there, yo. Well, it's also not to mention, and that's a selfish mindset because it's like, yeah, so they're going to spend time recruiting you a kid in their backyard that they know they're not going to get, but to the kid at the same position from another state, they're going to be like, well, you're going after this kid that's right in your back. I'm not wasting my time here. If, if he's commits, like, I'm not. Bingo. You're basically boxing out everybody else for kids that you're not going to get. And, and, and my thing is people take HBCU coaches and put them in a box. So when a, co- when a coach recruits a kid and they say, well, shit, who else is offering that kid? If that kid doesn't have a single D1 offer and they expect some like Central A&T to offer them, why would they? They're a, D, a Division one school just like yep. Campbell, High Point, Radford, all those schools. So why would yep. they offer that kid? Like people don't look at the obvious. All they want to say is, well, they're not doing this. They're not going to local events. Well, let's look, let's look at these rosters. A&T, their best players are all North Carolina kids. Yep. Central's backcourt, Ty Graves, Jordan Perkins, Mike Melvin. Those are North Carolina. Justin Wright, they're all North Carolina kids. Robert Colon, Zach Hobbs, Roger Ray, Jalen Gaddy's at uh at um and, and Karan Clement, Clement, Quay Parker, A and Quay Parker, like yep. I can go on and on. These rosters are filled with, with North Carolina kids. What more do you want? Yeah, and the other thing too is like how many like how many kids do you think like top kids do you think Lavelle or someone like him would be able to convince? Like, hey, they're not interested, but he's going to sit down with them and make them interested. No. If a kid wants to go to a school like that, them or someone that represents them is going to reach out and say, hey, we're interested in y'all. Exactly, bro. Like, it, it go, like I just don't see Lavelle sitting in a room with a kid that has no idea anything about NC Central or about any, any of that, and just is, he's going to convince him to pick them up. It's going to take a kid that's different. It's yep. going to take a kid that was raised by parents who were educating him early on about the, everything. Uh, and right. a kid that is confident enough in his abilities mm-hmm. to say, I could go to fucking Timbuktu and I'm going to go to the NBA. It, I don't give a shit where I'm at. Right. And then the other thing is, like you said, the problem is I think a lot of the kids that would be that woke, probably the same kids, if they're talented enough, they're probably the same kids that are going to skip the whole deal and go make their money. Yeah. We're not, said, we, we're not talking about the one percenters, the Mikey Williams, the John Walls, or the Zions. All right, bro. Like we 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 understand that that's a different plateau. We're talking about the guys at the ten, the tens and twenties and thirties go. Those guys, those rankings. Now you got some different conversation. Usually, what you get is guys like John putting schools like Central on their list simply as a favor mm-hmm. for promotion to the coach. Dennis Why Smith? is Central on the list with Kentucky and Duke and Carol? Well, because that's the that's going to stand out more than every other school. You look up John Wall's profile, you're like. North Carolina Central. What the Dennis fuck Smith is Jr. that? Dennis Smith put Fayetteville State. State a same his, thing. They know they're not going there, but they do. And even th- like John tried to do an official visit at Central, and the NCAA it. wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Another thing to add is you're allowed to make sponsorship money here coming in. Right. Right. Think about like 
what sponsorships could be available to a kid that might be attending ACCU? Is that open to the See, but even see in that regard, uh, Miles just mentioned the fact that kids can take on sponsorships coming up, meaning like you know local car dealerships can endorse them or whatever, or, you know whatever. Um, my thing with that is, is if I am the owner of a business, your value is much higher at ACC, UNC, Duke, NC State, Kentucky, Kansas than it is at an HBCU. Now, what I will say is, with the right marketing, with a cre- but that is rare. It's very rare to have someone who knows how to market it the right way. And also, like, from a business – now, if we're talking black-owned business, I take everything I just said and throw it out the fucking window. Yeah, right. Because, again, you're marketing directly yeah, to, like – Like, can you imagine the first kid that will be sponsored by Tradition ever since? Oh, that brand with all the dope shorts and shit. <laughs> that be fire. That shit would be so far. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'd like for you to sponsor me. I, we will put, we'll put shit all over the place. Support. Yeah. Facts. He graduated from one, didn't you, Donnie? <laughs> he said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much did your diploma cost? You got it? No, nah, no, nah, we're about to expose him. We can't do this right now. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll tell you after we get off the podcast. Yeah, no, he told me last week. Finesse. Finesse master over there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, like, I, you know, we wanted to make sure we jumped on. And, and this, honestly, it's the first week where there's been, like, basketball shit to talk about. Yeah. Um. The main thing I wanted to do, too, is, is put my voice out on what's going on. And me and Rod actually have fun doing this, so it's been a couple of weeks, so that was kind of whack. But I'll take what happened last week any fucking day of the week. Yeah. Um, I oh. appreciate all the dudes that came on and did that on, on our network. I appreciate all the love that we've been getting and support that we've been getting for doing this. Um, I think there's going to be some dope things coming in our state. And uh, the next thing for us and for me right now is I'm helping Pooby Chapman organize everybody. Um, we've got a number out there for people who are looking for information about rallies and protests and uh, petitions to sign and voting information and basically all the things that you would otherwise have to randomly search Twitter to find. Um, if you're interested in information like this, this is not spam. This is not computer automated. This is something that it's going to be me most likely or Poob or someone that we put is going to be looking at all the, all the, the messages. We're going to be creating a database. There's no spam. We're only going to send out information that you need to know, and it's going to be super easy to unsubscribe if you get bored with the information. But basically, right. it's going to be the easiest way for us to unite. So if you're interested in becoming part of that list, all you've got to do is take out your cell phone and text B. L-M-N-C to number 80123. Again, that's B-L-M-N-C to number 80123. Um, let's see how powerful this army is, man. Uh, clip this and send it to people. Like, Again, it, 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 the stronger the army, the more we can do. And uh, from here on out with us, like basketball's our, our, you know, our, our business priority, but the people are first, and we're going to keep it that way. F- yep. Shit, forever. Forever. Till next week, I'm Webb Wellman, at Hoop State Web. Rod Bridgers, the man with the plan, at Rod underscore Bridgers. Make sure to find us, follow us, comment. Uh, shout out to producer Don behind the camera. Miles, as always, for providing the information. Uh, this is the New South Show. We'll see you, see you next week. See you, see you next week. See you, see you next week.